Shomalechem Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing in the eighth parak of Eruvin, Mishnah Hey and Vav. Today we've been talking about some of the odds and ends and details of Eruv, such as where you need to actually put the physical food and what happens when there's two different Eruvin that might share spaces. So now in Mishnah Hey, we have a case where Hamaniach Beito, Bahalach Lishbop Eracheret, somebody. He left his normal residence, which is in a courtyard with other people, and he went to spend Shabbos in a different city. Echad Nochri v'echad Yisrael, whether he's not Jewish or he's a, he's a from Yid. Hareze Oser, he prevents the other people from relying on the Erev, according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir's opinion is even though he left, his property rights are still extant, and if he didn't contribute to the Erev if he's a Jew, or rent out his rights to the Jews if he's a non-Jew, as we discussed earlier, in some situations our sages required the Jews living with a non-Jew in the same, in the same courtyard, the same to rent out his property rights to allow use of the Erev. So if he didn't do those things, then he prevents them from, prevents the other people who are there in Shabbos from exercising their full rights to rely on the Erev in this courtyard. He still has some rights there. Even though he's gone, he could come back. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda holds, he does not prevent them from using their rights. He's Mistama not coming back. Rabbi Yossi Omer, he says, a non-Jew, he makes it forbidden for them to use the Erev if he didn't rent out his rights beforehand. Yisrael Eino Oser. But if a Jew left for Shabbos, he doesn't prevent them from using the Erev. She'en derech Yisrael Because he normally doesn't come back on Shabbos. Like if you're spending Shabbos somewhere else, then typically you spend Shabbos somewhere else. You don't come back in the middle of Shabbos. So Rabbi Yossi is saying the non-Jew, he might well come back on Shabbos and reacquire his property rights. But the, the Jew is going gonna, is gonna to stay wherever he went for Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon is Mechalek here. He says, Even a Jew who left his house, He didn't go to a different city, but he went to spend Shabbos by his married daughter in the same city. So he's going to the kids and the grandkids. Eino Oser. He does not prevent the other people remaining in the Chatzar from relying on the Erev and exercising their rights to carry in and out of their houses to the Chatzar. Because he, the traveler who's visiting his daughter, his son-in-law, he's already removed it from his heart, meaning he's already decided to spend the entire Shabbos there by his daughter and the grandkids. The Bartoneri here says something amazing, Davka Bito. He says this is Davka, it's exactly the daughter. Because a guy will go and spend time with his son-in-law and his daughter of Albano, but if it's his married son... Then they might there might be a fight with the wife. You understand that the the woman of the house is the Aishas Chayil, is the hostess. So if a man is going to spend Shabbos with his daughter, he knows that he's going to get along with the hostess. But if it's his married son, then maybe there could be some tension. She's the, the wife is the hostess is not from his own family, so he might something might come up, and he might come back to the original Chatzar on Shabbos itself. According to Shimon, he would oser in that case. It would be Davka, the daughter, where he would not oser because he's definitely going to stay there all of Shabbos. Great. On to Mishnah Vav. Bor This bor we're talking about is a pit full of water. It's a water source or cistern, and it's in between two chatzer. It sounds like what they did was they dug it right under the fence or the wall between the two courtyards, and it sounds like they both chipped in, like they both uh, used their shovels or hired the excavator or whatever it is to get this water source. 
But the Mishnah says, Ain mamalimin of a Shabbat. You can't fill your pails on Shabbat from this water source. Elaim can only if they assume la mechitzagavasartafachim. If they made a fence inside the bore, inside the water cistern, ten tefachim chai, and this is bein milmola, bein milmotol, bein mitoch ogno, whether it's above or below the water level or inside the rim of the water, even if it doesn't really reach the water itself, but it's within the airspace of the bore of this water cistern. So what's going on here is they can't really, there's no good physical way to separate the water in this bore between one between Chatzor A and Chatzor B. But rabbinically, we're going to allow this 10 Tefachim high barrier to pretend it's a bigger barrier and pretend as if it separates the water entirely using Gud Achit. Gud Achit Mechitza, we extend the mechitza down as if it extends all the way down to the floor and separates this water in the cistern into two separate mini cisterns. You might have heard of gudachit mechitza when we have walls of a sukkah that are not exactly where, you know, where they need to be. As long as they're high enough to be walls, they could theoretically, halachically extend. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, so that Rabbi Shimon adds a detail. He says, Beit Shammai omimimata. He says that Beit Shammai held this dividing wall has to be underneath the water line, Beit Hillel omi mimola, and Beit Hillel says above. Now what they mean here is, according to Beit Shammai, nine tfachim out of ten of this divider should be below the water, because what matters is really that it looks like the water's divided. And Beit Hillel says it could even be above, you could have nine tfachim above and one tefach below the water level, and that's good enough as a barrier. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is lenient. He says, He says, you don't need a bigger barrier that's greater than the wall between them, between the two chatserot. So the kula here in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is if you already have a fence dividing the two courtyards and they built this joint water cistern right at the fence line, so you still have the old fence, the original fence, on top of the water. Now, he's much more lenient because you don't have to build a fence within the airspace of the cistern itself or within the water itself. You don't need a waterproof fencing here. You can rely on the original fencing that's still there above the cistern to serve as a divider to allow both residents from both sides to draw water from this cistern on Shabbat. Yashar Kochachem.